Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability, anything impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jagel, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and today we're talking about sustainability in the food chain. In the past few years, we've seen very large companies make it a priority to reduce their carbon footprints and help contribute to a healthier earth, something that we love to see. Kellogg is one of those companies who is making strides in waste and greenhouse gas reduction. And so I'm going to speak with the chief sustainability officer there, Amy Center, about how they reached their goal. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Amy Center, who is the Chief Sustainability Officer at Kellogg, and they recently announced that the company has reduced its total organic waste by 13.4% since 2016 and is ahead of schedule on its greenhouse uh, gas reduction goal. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Do you want to talk a little bit about the the great, um, you know, news that you guys announced about the greenhouse gas uh, reduction and the food waste? It's been great. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're really proud of our progress. Um, We've been on the journey as Kellogg around sustainability for a long time. Uh, In fact, our our founder, um, of course, is a, a world leading conservationist and philanthropist. And so, you know, we've always had this as part of our DNA. And in 2008, we launched our first sustainability commitment. So we've been on this uh, journey for for well over a decade now. And we set our commitments in 2015 to reduce um, our waste as well as our greenhouse gas emissions. And we were so excited to be able to announce that we exceeded our greenhouse gas goals, as you mentioned, one year in advance. Um, Our goal was to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 15%, and we were able to reduce them by over 20% in our operations. Um, So really, you know, proud of the progress that we've made, and we did that while going through a lot of change in our organization as well. So, um, you know, really great impact and, and really a focus on outcomes, which is really important to us as Kellogg. And the same goes for our our food waste reduction. Um, Food waste is so important now more than ever. Um, It's a a significant contributor to climate change. And of course, food security is so important um, to to us and to the world right now. And so being able to reduce our waste is um, critical. So we've been just in 2016, been able to reduce um, just over 13% our um, food waste. And and we were able to do that um, through looking at increasing our our food donations um, and driving efficiency in our footprint and making sure that we were doing all the things um, in partnership with our uh, partners, like our suppliers, our food bank partners, um, a number of different actors kind of up and down the supply chain to really deliver food waste um, reductions across the board. So proud of the progress and a lot more to come as we look towards our 2030 commitments um, on these areas uh, as well. It's, it's really so exciting. And I was very happy to share 
um, that information and, and that those announcements on our website because I'm someone who's passionate, you know, in my personal life about sustainability, especially with food waste. Um, so it's really exciting to be able to showcase, you know, what these big companies, you know, like Kellogg uh, are doing in the sustainability area. It, it's really exciting. Um, now, I just want to ask you, how important is it overall, do you think it is to include sustainability and eco-friendly practices into the food chain as a whole? Oh, it's critical. So, you know, we have had a lot of um, uh, food system challenges, um, you know, over the the long haul, a lot of uh, great progress um, in, in the last decades um, and, you know, tremendous efforts and and outcomes as we drive towards food security for all. But there's a lot of work to be done, too. And I think it's really important that um, we think about our holistic impact um, and the the impact we have on people, um, both from a social perspective, as well as from an environmental perspective. And so, you know, how we um, ensure that we are um, thinking about the practices that are in our supply chain, right from seed to spoon, as we say at Kellogg, um, it's, it's really uh, not only something we need to do as good corporate citizens and as good managers of our business, but also something increasingly that consumers care more and more about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's definitely becoming more mainstream, I guess, to, to think about sustainability in the food chain. Um, since you have experience doing this, you know, within such a big company, what goes into implementing a strategy like this throughout the supply chain for a company like Kellogg? It's really important that we think about all of our different stakeholders when we're building a strategy like this, whether it be our sustainability commitments or our efforts around Um, addressing hunger and and food security. Um, We think about, of course, the the employees and and the people who are um, working day in, day out to get food on the table um, within our our own company, as well as um, our community members, make sure all all of our voices are being heard, our supplier partners, um, our retailers, um, different stakeholders up and down the value chain, as well as investors, and of course, our, our consumers and shoppers. Um, so it's it's really a holistic approach that we take in terms of how we develop strategies. And then to be able to, to do them and execute them well, it's, it's really thinking about how are we driving the biggest impact, both to the planet and to the people and the communities that we serve, and to the business. So what we think about is, what are the most salient topics that we can drive? Um, as a food company, food security is, is really at the top of that agenda. We know we need to be able to feed the world um, and we, we make enough food as, as a kind of global industry of, of food and agriculture, but it's not getting to people who need it. So how do we tackle that issue? And then we think about that as core to our business as well. Um, our, what we call our heart and soul strategy is part of our deploy for growth strategy, our corporate growth strategy. So being able to have these embedded into how we do our business every day, as well as serving these kind of higher order benefits um, you know, makes us feel good as, as people working for, for um, the betterment of people and planet, as well as um, making sure that we're delivering for the business. 
so those two goals need to align. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that kind of, I guess that's probably a good way of, of segueing into my next question. So is it, is it strategies like those um, and what else can you do to get others in the food chain, uh, food su- supply chain to move towards uh, similar goals? Like you've said. Well, we're committed to moving all the industry to where it needs to be. And, you know, as we say, you know, rising tides um, lift all boats. And it's really important that we're all working together. So, you know, the first thing that we, we do is that we always build strategies and programs in collaboration with others. So we're working with our suppliers, we're working with our retailers. Um, we have a lot of trusted nonprofit partners, um, the Nature Conservancy, Global Food Banking Network, all these great subject matter experts across the globe working together on these topics. So that's first. Second is that we are very transparent with our work and we wanna share with the whole world, anyone who wants to know what we're doing why we're doing it, and how it's going. And most of the time, we're doing pretty well. We were really excited to have, um, you know, the strong performance we had on climate and food waste that we just announced. But we also share if there's struggles or challenges that are happening because we all do better if we're learning together. And then third, we, we participate in a lot of industry action. So we're advocating for action on these issues at a global scale. We're partnering with the United Nations. We're part of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. We're part of initiatives like 10 by 20 by 30. And that's 10 companies, uh, retailer companies, reaching out to 20 of their suppliers like us to tackle food waste by 2030. So it's, again, it's kind of this cumulative additive benefit of working together. And we do that a lot with our suppliers as well asking them to disclose about their greenhouse gas emissions, asking asking them to find ways to reduce their footprint as well. So it's really this collective effort that we're trying to champion. I was just going to ask you, I I always wonder how that works, because while you, you as a company can make sure that you're doing everything that you can to move towards this goal, what about your partners? I mean, you're not, you can't, you know, see everything that's going on and, and, and it's hard to be able to make sure that you're working with, um, you know, companies that align with your, your goals. And that goes for suppliers and logistics, like 3PLs and things like that. So that's interesting. So you just ask them to disclose that information. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of different ways we engage our suppliers. They're, they're huge partners for our, us in everything from food safety, um, through to sustainability and, and everything in between. So, you know, we know we must do these things together and be kind of in lockstep. So we have it right embedded, sustainability, supplier diversity, all of these different aspects, um, in addition to, to kind of uh, maybe more conventional things like quality and food safety embedded in our sourcing strategies. So it's part of our strategies. It's then part of how we get um Uh, We engage our suppliers when we're doing bidding opportunities. It's part of our ongoing joint business planning. It's really built into process. And as part of that, they have um, uh, certain things that they are expected to do for us um, as part of that work. So um, making sure that they're living up to our code of conduct and, and signatories of that, making sure that they're disclosing if they're part of our higher, um, 
kind of risk suppliers for certain commodities. So it's really important that we work together on those things and have it built into process. Wow, I love that. Especially because even even if you're not thinking of, you know, making a better planet and, and, you know, what you can do for others, there's also just the business element of it where you've seen plenty of companies, um, you know, food brands and stuff like that have to deal with backlash on the internet because partners they're working with, you know, are not um, acting aligned with their goals and then you know but but they're not less known or or, I'm sorry not sorry my dogs Um, but they're not as well known so then um, but so the big brand name is what's attached to these you know issues so I think that's great that you guys have a system in place that you can really monitor that yeah, it, it's really key to our strategy. So um, if we, it's part of our enterprise risk management as we look at um, thinking about the topic of climate. Um, when we look at climate, there's of course our own operations, but again, how climate change can impact the ability and security of our ingredients supply chain. So, you know, these are things that are really key to our work um, day to day as part of our our operations at Kellogg, as well as, you know, I think um, where we see industry needing to go because we need to have that visibility. Um, You need to partner, as you said, with people who are sharing your values. And um, there's, there's reputational risks and operational risk. Um, if we don't have those really close working relationships and we're really privileged to have the great suppliers that we have and partnerships with retailers and other key um, stakeholders like across the supply chain who are, who are, um, you know, terrific advocates for us and have a lot of the shared ambition that we do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm so impressed um, by you guys, you know, reaching these amazing goals is that you did it during COVID, which is a a time where a lot of the sustainability initiatives have been put to the backside in order to focus on cleanliness. Um, So I think that's great. That shows that there is a way that you can do both. Um, But it's obviously changed a lot for the sustainability and the food chain in general. Where where do you think the future lies with sustainability in the food chain? Well, I think um, it's, it's been interesting to see from a consumer perspective that people have connected um, during this time, COVID times, um, that personal health and planetary health um, uh, connection more so than I think ever before. And the fact that when you're making your decisions about what you're purchasing, um, about what, you know, what brands you choose to support, um, that you're making a decision that's that is driven by your values, and so making sure that we are articulating our um, uh, efforts and and our ambitions around food security, sustainability, well-being, diversity, inclusion, all of these great work you know work that we do, I think that it's only going to continue to accelerate. That um, that is an expectation of consumers um, going forward, and so. Uh, I expect that that will only continue. Um, And I think people, uh, we've been, you know, um, able to continue to deliver food 
um, and and be able to do that both through our our food banks as well as of course in your stores um, and that resiliency within our supply chain and within the supply chain of our of our supplier partners I think has been a great um, example of of how we've built in that resilience and and where we think we'll continue to invest in partnering with with um, suppliers who are able to do, deliver that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, thank you so much for coming on. I don't think we have too much time left. Um, but, you know, I'm sorry if I seem like I'm too big of like, I'm almost fangirling out, but it just really <laughs> excites me to see that big companies uh, are able to make such big changes because I think a lot of the responsibility, I mean, lies on all of us, but a huge responsibility is big companies that do have such a big impact. Yeah, I think so. And, I, you know, it, it's been great to, you know, it feels so great to be part of a company that's really making strides in this space. And I know so many others are, especially during COVID. And I think, you know, as um, uh, a consumer, um, really being thoughtful about the brands and, and thinking about the impact that eating, um, you know, that cereal is a really great option for the planet at your breakfast occasion, or, you know, the little things that you can do as part of your um, day-to-day work that just helps to further that impact, um, you know, recycling and um, looking at your, the, the um, how you use transportation and things like that. So there's such great connectivity and we're doing a lot um, and we love to partner with, with others to do that. So uh, excited that that continues to be top of mind for consumers going forward. Thank you for listening to today's episode and thank you again to Amy for joining. Tune in every Tuesday for our traditional episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Apple and Google Playlist apps so you never miss an episode. 